Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Got into an interesting conversation today on Twitter. Uh, One fellow posted that it was his opinion that the biggest hoax committed against people, the biggest lie told to humanity, was the Big Bang Theory. Not the TV show, which is absolutely brilliant, one of my favorite shows ever on TV, or at least one of my favorite comedies ever on TV. Um, And I said that along with that, uh, along with the Big Bang Theory, you had uh, the hoax of evolution, the fallacy of evolution. Uh, and, uh, And said how the, the very idea of either one of them uh, in order for either one of them to actually be true, one had to suspend uh, the law of uh, entropy, also known as the second law of thermodynamics, which states that uh, all systems break down, basically is what it, it says. Uh it, it 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 technically has to do with uh, how um, uh, heat moves from one area to another, uh, but it it ultimately states that everything breaks down, and that being the case, and this this is actually a physical law. Okay, this is a physical law. This is not a theory. This is a physical law. Everything breaks down. Everything, all systems tend toward chaos. Everything moves towards chaos. People get older and start to fall apart. Uh, Metal rusts. Things break down. And they always break down. There is no moving in the opposite direction. Uh, A good analogy that uh, I once heard was if you take a truck, a Ford pickup truck, or any pickup truck, doesn't have to be a Ford, not picking on Ford here. Actually, I'm a bit of a fan of Ford. Love the new Bronco, at least the looks of it. Haven't driven one yet, but I digress. As I frequently do, ask my wife. Anyway, you take a Ford pickup truck and you put it in the middle of a field. And just leave it there. What's going to happen? Eventually, it's going to turn into a pile of rust. Okay? Now, if you take a pile of rust and put it in the middle of a field and just leave it there, it will never, ever, ever turn into a Ford pickup truck. Or even a Kia Sorento. It's just not going to happen, ever. Uh, 
there's no chance of it happening. Uh, another one that I heard, which was really good, is if you take a, a jigsaw puzzle and you throw it off the top of the Empire State Building over and over and over again, there is absolutely zero chance that it is going to end up landing completely put together on the sidewalk below. Zero chance. Never going to happen. Not going to happen. And the reason for this is because of the second law of thermodynamics, a.k.a. the law of entropy. Okay, so I posted this, and some guy comes along. Uh, I stated, you know, in order for this stuff to be true, you have to suspend the second law of thermodynamics. And some kid came along. I call him a kid because more than likely he's younger than me. At my age, chances are if you're using Twitter, you're younger than me. So, no offense meant, just saying. At any rate, uh, he comes along and says, yeah, but it really doesn't. Saying that, you know, one doesn't have to suspend the law of entropy in order for uh, evolution to work. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of does, actually. And, and I said, look, this indicates, your statement indicates that you either know nothing about the second law of thermodynamics or the fallacy of evolution or both. And I didn't say this, but it's most likely both. Because very often people comment on stuff about which they have no idea. It's very common. Okay, it's so common as to say that it's normal for people to comment on stuff that they have no idea about. Uh, I happen to be one of those rare personality types, and this is not me bragging, I'm just, this is a fact. I happen to be uh, what is on the Briggs-Myers test as an INTJ, which is if I know it, I know it. If I don't know it, I'll tell you I don't know it. Like if you ask me a question about certain subjects that I know nothing about, the first thing out of my mouth is, I don't know, have no idea. And then the next thing out of my mouth is, if it's really important to you, the next thing out of my mouth is going to be either I can find out or I'll look it up or I don't care to know anything about that subject. That's just, we tend to be kind of blunt people in that respect, us INTJs. Anyway, um, but it is nothing personal when I say stuff like this. Like, if we were having a conversation, if you, if you know stuff about baseball, and we were having a conversation about the best pitcher ever to play the game. Ever. Okay? Now, if I were to say that Nolan Ryan was the best pitcher ever to play the game of all time, I would probably be wrong Objectively speaking, there are statistics and, and comparisons that need to be made that can perhaps actually point 
to who the real best pitcher in the history of baseball is. Again, this is not a subject that I really care that much about. But I would probably be objectively wrong if I said that. Okay, because I just don't know that much about baseball. I love the game. I love to watch baseball. It's more of a emotional, maybe, pursuit for me. It's calming. It's soothing. I like to watch baseball. It, it calms me. Okay, like some people like to play golf, and that calms them. You know, that's their zone. I kind of get into a zone when I'm watching baseball or listening to a game play in the background. I just love the game of baseball. Uh, and, and, but I don't memorize statistics. It's one of my best buddies does memorize the statistics and knows them like the back of his hand. And he would be much better to comment on that particular area, but I'm not. And I would not take it personally if somebody came along and pointed that out to me that I don't know what I'm talking about when I say Nolan Ryan is the greatest baseball or the greatest baseball pitcher of all time. That would not bother me personally. You can say that, but I have something to point out here that unlike unlike baseball naturalism which is what gave birth to the big bang fallacy and the fallacy of evolution Naturalism was specifically designed with the intent of trying to describe the natural world without God. It was specifically designed to do that. It starts with the presupposition that there is no God and then moves on to cherry-pick data that supports this belief. Which right there and then indicates that there's nothing scientific about it. There is no science involved in this. What you're doing is you're trying to validate your own prejudices and biases. If you begin your theory excluding any possibility, you're wrong. Automatically, from the jump, that's not science. From the jump. If you specifically eliminate any possibility, anything, you're wrong. That's not science. It's not. Science does not work that way. The way science works is you gather evidence. Don't cherry pick it. You gather all of the evidence. You put all of the evidence together. You look all of, at all of the evidence. And you follow where the evidence leads. That's how science works. That's how real science works. Okay? 
If you start with any biases or any prejudices of any kind whatsoever, you're wrong and you're going to end up in the wrong direction. And naturalism specifically was designed to start with the presupposition that no God exists. If you want to look at the mentor to Charles Darwin, his name is uh, Charles Lyell, L-Y-E-L-L, if I remember correctly. He was a geologist, and he was the one, if, if anybody is wondering, he was the one who came up with the concept of billions and billions and billions of years. If, if, you, ever, if, if you ever wondered why so-called scientists are constantly talking about hundreds of billions of years or millions and billions of, of billions of years for all of this and how old the universe is and how old the earth is and all that kind of thing, he's the one that came up with that. that was, it's not based on any science whatsoever, by the way. That was just him going, the only way for this to happen without a God is if it happened by accident over billions and billions and billions of years. And Charles Darwin, who was actually carrying his book on the way to the Galapagos Islands, the book was called Principles of Geology, he, Darwin was carrying that book with him and reading that book on his way to the Galapagos Islands when he saw the finches and thought, if this theory can be applied to geology, then we can apply it to biology. And hence, evolution was born. But here's the deal, folks. Naturalism being specifically designed to eliminate the possibility of God, to explain away God, will have lasting repercussions for your individual eternal life. Whereas my belief in baseball, in, in my beliefs in baseball, be it my Nolan Ryan theory, which isn't a theory, it's, it's, it's a fallacy. It is my opinion, it is my belief, and it actually isn't my belief. I, I don't believe that he's the greatest baseball pitcher ever because I don't know about the subject. I can tell you that he is my favorite baseball pitcher. That is, that's a fact. It is a fact that he is my favorite baseball pitcher. But I can't really say he's the greatest, and I can't really say that I believe he's the greatest because I don't have enough information on the subject. But I still love him. Absolutely love him. Anyway, that has no bearing on my eternal life. When I show up at the pearly gates and there's St. Peter, he's not going to be asking me about batting averages, ERAs, on-base percentages, any of that stuff. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, when I die, I am instantly going to be in the presence of God.
That's what the Bible says. If you are a believer in Christ, when you die, you are instantly in the presence of God. It says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I believe that because I have seen enough evidence to support that historical evidence, philosophical evidence, evidence of probability. I have been convinced of that because I am a, an actual, real scientist. And I do not immediately discount the possibility that there is a God I don't discount any possibilities. Like, you know, if you ask me, is there a Bigfoot? All I can tell you is I've never seen him and I've never seen any evidence to support his existence. Okay? That's just it. I can't say that there is no Bigfoot, but I can say that I personally have not seen one and I have never, uh, and I have not seen any evidence to indicate that there is one. But I'm not going to say that there's no Bigfoot because I don't have enough information on the subject. But again, that's something that does not have any repercussions on my eternal life. But if you're immediately going to discount the possibility that there is a God and go way, way, way out of your way to try to explain away God such that you are willing to suspend proven physical law to make your point, then that potentially does have lasting, eternal repercussions for your life. Now, I can't make you do anything. I cannot convince you of anything, and I'm not going to try. I am just going to lay out the facts as I have seen them and as I see them. And the facts are that order cannot, I say again, order cannot come out of chaos. Nature and the natural world are chaotic by, by nature. Nature is chaotic. Order cannot come from chaos. And to my point that the, the reason that I call uh, the Big Bang Theory and evolution fallacies instead of theories, by definition, theories must be replicatable. Ladies and gentlemen, it is physically impossible to replicate the Big Bang. It is physically impossible 
to replicate evolution. So they cannot be theories. They can, I guess, technically maybe be hypotheses, but they cannot be theories because you cannot replicate them. That's a totally different thing. So, and, and because they have to suspend the second law of thermodynamics, among other issues that they have, that both of them have, um, they can't be theories. They are, they are not in any way, shape, or form scientific. They, they each have a lot of flaws. To wit, like the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory hinges on the belief that there was, at one point in time, a, what they call a singularity, and the singularity exploded, and from that explosion, all matter, all energy, all everything in the universe came into existence just like that. Now, if you are a physicist, if you are a scientist, if you know anything, if you really know anything about the physical sciences, you are stuck here with a couple of really, really tough questions to answer. First of all, where did the singularity come from? If all of the matter in the universe came from the singularity, then it must have been contained within the singularity. Where did that matter come from? Where did it come from? And the next thing is, you have to explain, why did it explode? Where did the energy come from to cause it to just spontaneously explode into everything? You see, again, physics, an object at rest tends to stay at rest unless acted on by an outside force. So if the singularity was just sitting there, not doing anything, minding its own business, what outside force acted on it that caused it to explode? So you got two big questions there. Where did it come from in the first place? And what acted on it to cause it to explode? The next thing you have to be able to explain is how order came out of the chaos of an explosion. I don't know if you've ever seen an actual explosion, folks, but that is the definition of chaos. An explosion is the definition of chaos. Everything going every which way all over the place in no particular order. An explosion is, by definition, destructive. Destructive. Not constructive, destructive. So, how did order come from chaos? And that's where we get the reversal or the suspension of the second law of thermodynamics. And I would say, actually, the reversal of the second law of thermodynamics because what you are describing is the opposite 
of entropy. In order for the Big Bang Theory to be true, it is the opposite of entropy, therefore violating the second law of thermodynamics. And evolution is just an extension of that. You are suggesting that a simple life form can become a complex life form. That is the opposite of entropy. There can only be the opposite of entropy if an outside force is acting on a system. That's the only way. So, that's my two cents worth there when it comes to naturalism. Naturalism is, ironically, very, very unnatural. My next thing that I want to point out to you again is if you have closed your mind to the possibility of God and there is well let me put it this way and I can't remember who came up with this argument uh, might have been Voltaire not sure right offhand. If I believe in a God and I go out of my way to find out who my Creator is and what His plan is for my life, to find out the nature of this being that created everything, and I become a follower of His, and when I die I go to heaven, then I have gained everything. If I do this and it turns out that there is no God, I've really lost nothing. If you, on the other hand, negate the belief that there is a God... and you die, and there is no God, you've lost nothing. But if you don't believe in a God, and you die and there is a God, then you've lost everything. Again, just putting that out there. I know I'm not going to convince a lot of you. Maybe I'm not going to convince any of you. I'm not really going to try. Just putting, just putting that stuff out there. Maybe some of you will think about it. Maybe some of you, and more than likely, most of you who already don't believe in God, you don't believe in God because you don't want to. Not because you've seen any evidence that he doesn't exist. Don't give me that garbage, because there is no such thing. There is absolutely no such thing. You cannot say that there is. And I will argue that. I will argue you into the ground about that. 
Not that that's going to do any good, because it won't, because you have already decided there is no God. You're going to continue to live your life as if there is no God, and that's perfectly your, your choice. You know, that's, that's your right. You can do that if you want to. That's perfectly fine. Doesn't, doesn't bother me a bit. Not even a little bit. Okay? That's your choice. But at least be honest enough with yourself to say that you don't believe in a God because you don't want there to be a God. Not because you've seen any evidence, any real evidence, that there is no God. Which brings me to another point real quick. I said I don't believe in Bigfoot. Well, no, I didn't say I don't believe in Bigfoot. I haven't seen any evidence of Bigfoot. My non-belief in Bigfoot doesn't affect anything. And more to the point, I don't have a bumper sticker on my car that has a picture of Bigfoot in it with a circle with a slash through it. Same thing with UFOs, same thing with ghosts. Because I don't care. The only group of people who have centered their existence around a disbelief in something are so-called atheists who are more aptly referred to as anti-theists. If you're living your life if you got one of those bumper stickers, if you are proud of the fact that you don't believe in something, do you really not believe in it? Just something for you to think about. I personally don't care. If you want to hit me up with your hate mail on this, if you want to hit me up with your arguments on this, good to go. Doc Bryant Show at ZohoMail.com. That's Z-O-H-O-Mail.com. Hit me up on Gab, Getter, Minds, Truth Social, at Doc Bryant, and on Twitter, at Doc Bryant Actual. Uh, I'm also at Doc Bryant on Locals, and I've got a Gilded page as well, or Gilded Community. I don't know what they call it. And that's really nothing to speak of, per se, at this point, because, you know, it's it that takes a little getting going and you know actually having viewers and shit so anyway uh hit me up on that later uh and i guess i'll talk to you all later uh go rangers imagine your new bathroom a sparkling new tub a modern shower conversion a seamless new wall all done in as little as a day introducing bath fitter join over two million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process no demolition no mess guaranteed for life installed in as little as a day book a free and home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now bath fitter 35 years of better bath remodels